definitely pays off. And that's really important to me. And I work my tail off out there to, to have those those very rare days when it all comes together. And it's just it's just pure magic, you know. Welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventurer podcast, inspiring real women with a passion for fishing and the outdoors to go get their adventure on. Now, here's your host, Angie Scott and Barb Carey. Welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventure podcast. What a week it's been between the National Wild Turkey Federation convention coming to Nashville and all the thousands of outdoors adventurers everywhere. I met up with a few of them and I'm going to share our conversations with you in this week's episode. The first one is the first lady of hunting who's also the spokesperson for the NWTF. It was quite an honor to sit down and chat with Miss Brenda Valentine. We're going to have her back on the show somewhere down the road to talk more about her amazing career in the hunting industry. And after my chat with Brenda, I attended a really great women's panel. There are some pretty insightful panelists, and I'll share a couple excerpts from that. It was kind of interesting how the conversation so closely mirrors the same conversations we're having regarding women in the fishing industry as well. Then I got to sit down with our Insider Weekly Woman of the Week, Christine Fisher. She was in town for a night to meet up with some of the NWTF friends, and I don't know if you've been following her online, but you definitely should be. She's had an unbelievable day of fishing, and it just happened last week, and we're going to get the full scoop. And speaking of Insider Weekly, that's our weekly email that comes out every Sunday evening. It includes a pro tip of the week, a woman of the week feature, and a featured recipe. We also throw in some bonus content like exclusive giveaways that you don't have access to anywhere else but Insider Weekly. We've given away Costa sunglasses as part of our commitment to kick plastic. And uh, by the way, the winner actually ended up getting two pairs because the one she originally selected were on back order. How awesome is that? This week, we're giving away a Ladies Fit NWTF cap and a mystery box, so you just never know. Be sure and go get signed up at podcast.thewomenangler.com slash insider. Finally, I'll share with you a conversation I had with Amy Ray, who heads up Sisterhood of the Outdoors before the NWTF convention officially kicked off. I sat down with Amy and she was getting the booth set up for the sports show where they were really excited to unveil their new women's turkey hunting clothing line. And a lot of thought went into the design of these clothes and she's going to tell you all, all about it. Sounds like they were a huge hit at the sports show, so congratulations to Amy and all your hard work with Sisterhood of the Outdoors. We had Amy on our show about a year ago on episode 52, so if you want to learn more about that group, go check out that episode, thewomanangler.com slash 52. And if you want to see the clothing, we did a quick video on the pants while we were at the show, and I'll put that on our website for this episode, which you can find at thewomanangler.com slash 112. I met so many amazing people and saw a lot of old friends, too. If you ever get a chance to attend, you definitely should. Admittance is free if you are a NWTF member, which is only $35 for the year, plus they usually have a promotion where you'll get a $25 Bass Pro card just for joining. So it's like only $10. That seems kind of like a no-brainer to me. Chet and Melissa from Waypoint TV were there, and I got to meet the team from Go Wild. If you've not heard of that, you should check that out as well. As always, I'll put links to everything in the show notes. 
All right, let's get into it. All right, Angie Scott here with the Woman Angler and Adventurer podcast, and I'm sitting down in the watering hole with uh, Brenda Valentine, who's the spokesperson for the National Wild Turkey Federation Convention. And uh, Brenda, how long have you been doing this? I've been uh, an official spokesperson for 12 years with the National Wild Turkey Federation. Wow, that's a long time. Uh, What kind of changes have you seen over the years with this event? It grows larger every year. Last year we were over 55,000 that come through here at the Opryland Hotel and Resort. And I expect that number to increase this year. It's just crazy. People come from all over the U.S. and foreign countries just to take part in this huge turkey party. Now, does it happen in Nashville every year? It has for the last many years. Uh, In the past, this is the 44th year, and it has been uh, in other locations. It was in Atlanta, and it's been in Richmond, and it's been uh, a few of the northeast states. But traditionally, Nashville is where everybody wants to head in February. And in the resort hotel here, they don't have to get out and brave the weather and Usually the roads are not bad, so it seems to be a good place that everyone enjoys. Yeah, well, last year, so I've lived in Nashville now for about uh, 20 years, just a little over 20 years. Last year was actually my first year coming to this event, and I was, like, blown away. I had no idea it was so huge. Everybody says that. If you've never been, you need to just come and just see how, uh, what kind of a convention that is put on. I've heard in the past that it is the largest convention that uh, is held here in the hotel. And at one time, it was the largest convention that came to Nashville. So it is amazing how many uh, conservationists, hunters, outdoors people, uh, and it's all ages. You'll see people pushing baby buggies, and you'll see... Uh, 90-year-old people with a cane, and they're all here with smiles on their face because they have a common interest. Right. Yeah, it's exciting to be in such a diverse group of people, but everybody is so passionate about the outdoors. And, um, I mean, even walking through the parking lot and seeing all the big trucks with the wraps, and it's pretty cool. A lot of those are vendors. We also have a huge sports show. I don't even know how many uh, vendors there are, but it's ceased of... uh, retail uh, outdoor things and it's not just for men there's a lot of lady stuff there yeah speaking of the ladies um there's a women's panel that's going to be going on this morning can you talk a little bit about that and like what kind of topics come up with that Absolutely. Uh, the, the title of the panel is Engaging Women in the Outdoors. And Women in the Outdoors is one of the outreach groups of the National Wild Turkey Federation. It's been around for 20 years, and it's where we have uh, classes to teach women all kinds of things. May be angling, hunting, outdoor cooking, survival skills, with, you know, on and on. The topics are endless. But the panel discussion this morning is we have four very distinguished uh, women that are in different fields. Some of them are biologists, uh, just all kinds of backgrounds. And we field questions from the audience. I'll be the moderator today. Last year I served on the panel, and uh, we had a packed room last year, a large room. So there was tons of interest, as there is everywhere I go, with women wanting to learn new skills you know there's a lot of this 
uh, field to fork movement where women traditionally that maybe didn't like the idea of hunting now they like the idea of getting their own food and knowing where it comes from so we have a a brand new audience in those people and we intend to teach them how to catch that fish and clean it or how to uh, shoot a turkey and, and clean it and serve it to their family so this is this is where we're going with this that's great. How long has that been a part of the NWTF, do you know? The Women in the Outdoors? Yeah. It's been over 20 years, oh, wow. I know. That's yeah, great. we have three outreach groups, and one is the children's group, which is called Jake's. One is the Women in the Outdoors, and one is Wheeling Sportsmen, and that is uh, anybody with disabilities. And we have uh, day camps where we get them out and let them enjoy the outdoors also. That's awesome. Well, I really appreciate you taking some time to talk to us about the event this year. Uh, Anything, like, really standing out as new and exciting this year? There's always lots of new and exciting things. Uh, On Thursday night, it's the traditional kickoff party, and last night, Chris Jansen, a member of the Grand Ole Opry, put on one of the most awesome concerts, and it was amazing to me that from the smallest child to the oldest man, Everybody was tapping their feet and enjoying it, and, I mean, he is just remarkable. But we we have a, a lady CEO that is highly respected, Miss Becky Humphreys, and she's been our CEO three years, I think, now. She was head of conservation before that. But I guess the parting message that I want to everyone to remember is the National Wild Turkey Federation uh, is not all about turkeys. It's about people, and it's about conservation, and it's about making our earth better than we found it, leaving it for the next generation uh, in a good, sustainable mode. And, yes, we do hunt because we're conservationists, and that's an important uh, part of conservation. Thank you for that. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for talking to us again, and uh, you know we'd love to have you back on the show to kind of talk more about your career at some point because I know you're known as the first lady of hunting, and it's pretty awesome. So uh, we have mutual friend um, Christine Helpman who connected us. So it'd be great to uh, have you back on sometime. Well, you know I am right here from Tennessee. I was born and raised, and I've traveled all over the world, and I've never found a place that I liked any better than Tennessee. So I, I guess I'll just be born here and die here. And But anytime, it would be an honor. I'm always happy to talk to anybody about um, what I've done in the outdoors and continue to do and, and my passion for spreading that word. All right. Well, we'll look forward to that. So basically, don't be afraid to ask. If you're interested and you want to hunt, find somebody that you think knows more than you do and ask them. Okay, the next question is, what would you say to women hunters that feel inadequate to mentor another female? <clears throat> and the second part is, at what point during a new hunter's experience do you think they're really ready to mentor someone else? I am sort of in this point in my personal hunting journey right now. So I have not been hunting very long, but I am starting to realize that I do have things that I could share with other people. It's just a process of unpacking what the term mentor means. 
That sounds really intimidating. That sounds like a lot. But in my experience, if you find someone who wants to go out and is asking you what you think and asking for some advice, something that's worked really well for me is to have a good conversation with the person who's interested. So I tell them how long I've been hunting, what species I've tried. My, I usually lead with my failures and then my successes, but I try and be as honest as possible about what my skill level is. I think that I can keep them safe in the field, whether it's with a firearm or with a bow, but other than that, we might be Googling it together on the fly. Is that okay with you? And you know, you will meet some people that have done enough research about hunting on their own that they really want more of an expert, and that's fine, and I'm not a good fit for them. But I would say most of the time, people think that sounds great. It's actually refreshing for them to know that I'm not an expert either, that I'm sort of finding my way through this process and we can learn together. Because then that way we get to read maps together, we get to see sign together, and it makes it feel more of a friendship. I think that you're doing this thing together and neither of you are experts. And I'm glad you brought that up, the word expert. Um, I was always told, if even if you've been hunting for 50 years, you still aren't an expert. Um, if you're not learning something every time you go out hunting, whether you've been hunting for five years or 50 years, you might have a problem. Um, I know as far as me, I've been hunting for about 20 years, and I learn something new every day. So even when I'm mentoring another hunter, I learn something new every day. I mean, it's we're learning together. So I think as far as how do you know if you're ready to take someone out, only you know internally. I mean, if you don't feel comfortable mentoring someone yet, you know, maybe pass porch on to someone who is, but the problem, I don't say the problem, but basically get that person out. You know, I mean, it's like she said, learn together. You know, I mean, it's, it's all a learning process every time you go out. Um, I grew up in a rural family, the men hunted. I shot 22s, pellet guns, BB guns. Um, I have no lack of people that will help mentor me. I just want to feel, how much do you practice before you take a gun out into the world? You know, seriously. I, I'm good enough not to kill anybody. <laughs> so, what do you, you know, do you guys mentor these people, have a shooting day, and just say, go kill stuff? So, so that's a great question. I'll just start with, with myself, uh, personally, is I started target shooting first. I started skeet shootings, sporting clays, etc. when I was 17 and didn't actually hunt or harvest anything until, until I was in my mid-20s. So I think that is a, a larger barrier than a lot of people who haven't grown up hunting don't realize, is that fear of firearms. And, and, and it's a healthy fear, honestly. So getting them over that is extremely important. So for our mentor hunts, what we do um, is we pair our mentor and mentee up a month ahead of time. I'm not saying that's enough to be an expert shooter. I shot for years before I went out. However, for turkey hunting and for, for our deer hunting and for what we're doing, that pairing up a month ahead of time helps you realize because some people would have been like me. They have shot a lot before, and others are still scared. So there's a spectrum, and you need to get your partnership of your mentor and mentee to get to know each other and figure out what they need. This is Angie Scott with the Woman Angler and Adventure. I'm here with Christine Fisher in Nashville, which is pretty cool. It's it's great to have you back on the show. 
It's great to be here and be back on the houseboat, most importantly. I, I, I love it here. <laughs> well, you're in town. We've got the big NWTF convention going on, and it seems like you've just been everywhere. That is an understatement, Ange. I've, I've been all across the country the last the last few weeks or so. So it's uh, it's good to be back in Nashville. Weather's not as good as it no. was in Florida, but, you know, that's okay. Yeah, we've got some flooding going on here, and it's been uh, kind of interesting. We had actually had to pick you up via pontoon because there's no way to get to the docks. I, I, that was great A service right there. I was pretty happy about it. Pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, and it's supposed to get kind of chilly, so uh, kind of quite a bit of difference from where you just were. And I want to talk a little bit about that because you had some major, major excitement, like stuff that makes a person speechless and something that I think people can't even fathom to dream of happening. Right. Um, like the only thing that comes to mind and just, it was totally euphoric. Um, I've literally never had a day like that, um, ever. And it, I'm still at a loss for words. You know, know. If, thankfully I videoed it because I don't think if I had it on video, I would believe that it actually happened. <laughs> you know, so so what actually happened? So I went down to Florida. Um, my musky trip got canceled on the James because of the weather. So I decided, you know, AJ and I were going to just drive south and fish some of the Florida's beautiful public waters down there and um, got out to one lake that we had kind of heard was had been kind of tough for a lot of the local guys, but decided, you know, we, we fished this other lake and it wasn't that good to us. We were just going to try it. And uh, first hour in the morning, I landed in uh, my personal best 11.65 pound largemouth bass. Ooh. Yeah. And then a couple hours later, I got a 23 and a half post bond seven. And then a few hours after that, lo and behold, I broke that personal vest with a 26 inch 1188 pound largemouth. That's just absolutely insane. Like I said, like people dream about catching and maybe a 10 pound bass at some point in their lifetime. So to have a day like that is just uh, unfathomable. Yeah. Yeah, really. absolutely. So what was it like when you hit, when you set the hook on, that 11 pounder, 11 plus pounder? Well, I knew immediately, you know, within like two seconds of that hook set, my 7.4 heavy just stopped. And those big fish, they, they eat differently sometimes. I think, you know, they get a little smarter and a lot of times they won't, you won't feel that traditional thump or that tick. The, it, you know, I was kind of swimming a Texas rig and letting it fall and there was just no wait for a split second. And I said it and I knew immediately that was a big fish. Um, I didn't know if it was a bass, but after about 10, 15 seconds, I could kind of tell, okay, this is a giant <laughs> Florida strain largemouth bass on the other end of the line. And your heart starts racing and... I lost my mind, Angela. Like, I absolutely <laughs> lost my mind. You can see in the video, I was freaking out, like absolutely unadulterated, uncontrollable, just wild couldn't help it like a kid on christmas times a thousand yeah it was unreal well i gotta believe all the hard work you put in and the experience that you have a lot of more inexperienced anglers might have missed that fish most certainly those big fish you know they get really smart they've seen everything they've been caught a thousand times and they're they've got that way for a reason you know and definitely a testament to putting in hours and hours and hours on the water um, definitely pays off. And that's really important to me. And I work my tail off out there to, to have those those very rare days when it all comes together. And it's just it's just pure magic, you know? Yeah, because because a lot of people, they see this stuff on social media and whatnot, but they don't they don't see all the hard work. And, you know, there's 
horrible conditions you have to endure. And uh, so, you know, kudos to you for being so dedicated and putting in the work. Yeah. And that that's such an important thing you mentioned there is social media a lot of times doesn't paint the whole picture. Right. And so I'm, I made sure in my story the day after that incredible day, I went back out and it was I really struggled. Um, there was no wind. The bugs were just unreal. Um, it was super hot. I had heat, heat exhaustion so bad that I was I was throwing up like on the way back to the ramp. I was so fatigued and beat. And I put a I put a story in, and you could tell by my face I was flushed. I looked like a nightmare. And I was like, guys, it just tells you right here. Not every day is awesome, you know. <laughs> you put in these days, so you have those days, right? You know, and it and it makes up for it somehow, doesn't it? A hundred percent. Yeah, that's why I'm still here. You know, yeah. still kicking and still right. fishing because I know that there's that one little chance that everything could go right and you could have a day like that. Wow. Well, that's awesome. I look forward to seeing the other video from oh. from the other one. I can't wait. <laughs> it's it's going to be crazy. Um, yeah, it's it, the excitements. If you can imagine it being any more um, on, a, on a higher level, it's there. I don't know how it could be, but it is. <laughs> so so I think last time we spoke on the show, it was from iCast, if I remember correctly. Yeah. What what do you got going in 2020? A ton of tournaments. Um, I think I had 20 on my book. You know, BASS, exciting news for kayak anglers, jumped into the kayak tournament scene, and they've got five opens this year they added. So I'll be fishing as many of those as I can. Uh, I got the Hobie Trail. Just a lot of tournaments on the book. Um, I do have my second annual uh, women's kayak fishing seminar weekend that's going to be in September this year um, on Table Rock in Branson, nice. Missouri. I, I got to make plans to come out for that. Yeah, got to be a part of yeah. that. You would, it, what an incredible group of gals. Um, it was such a good time. Everyone, that was a, that was a life-changing experience for sure. Awesome. Is there like a place people can go to get information on that or not quite yet? Yes, we do have our Facebook page. Um, it's, uh, the Worldwide Women's Fishing Federation. I'd like to take a W or an F out of there and make it shorter. We're trying to work on, you know, condensing mm -hmm. that right now because it's kind of a lot to say, but we do have our page up there and all of our information is kind of being thrown out on that page for right now. Awesome. Are you going to be down at the Bassmaster Classic this year? Absolutely. Uh, uh, the first bass open is actually that Thursday oh, okay. of the classic. So I'll be fishing that and then be at the classic the whole rest of the weekend. Oh, cool. Well, I'll see you back down there. So awesome. 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 Well, thanks for taking a little bit of time to give us a little update and uh, can't wait to see what's about to come. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Ange. All right, so uh, this is Angie Scott from the Woman Angler and Adventurer, and we are at the National Wild Turkey Federation Convention in Nashville, Tennessee, kind of setting up, getting stuff ready to kick off. And I'm here with Amy Ray from Sisterhood of the Outdoors. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, Angie. It's good to be back. I'm glad you could come by. Yeah, so we had you on last year right after the show, I remember, and we kind of talked about it. So I thought we'd take a moment just to kind of catch up a little bit and see what's been going on and what you got going on this year. So uh, I know you've hosted a bunch of hunts this past year and uh, any any highlights or I think the highlight of our year um, has been the launch of the ladies clothing line. But the hunts have been amazing. I think our calendar ran more hunts and more fishing trips and more shooting classes for women than we've ever accomplished in a year. So I'm really proud of my staff and all our volunteers that help take these women outdoors. 
And today we're just glad to be back at NWTF, bigger and better, and ready to show people our new clothing line. Well, talk about your new clothing line, because I got to kind of look at it firsthand here a little bit, and it's pretty impressive. Well, we have a licensing agreement for our brand with Paramount Outdoors, and through a collaboration with their team, we've put together a ladies' lightweight turkey hunting gear, and it's a pair of pants, two or three shirts, a vest, and a jacket. So it's not too much, just just exactly what you might need for the lightweight season. And we're really excited to bring that to everyone for the ladies in Mossy Oaks Bottomland pattern this year. Well, it seems like a lot of thought went into the design of these uh, clothes. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. The, the shirts are a wicking lightweight fabric, sort of similar to what you might wear as a fishing fabric or the bow hunting season fabric for in the south or anywhere that you encounter heat when you're hunting. So they're a nice wick away fabric. We have V-necks. We have um, a ladies fit that's not too tight, and it has um, some drape to it in the sleeves or in the hem. And our jacket's a little bit longer in the back, a little bit shorter in the front, so it covers your tush when you're wearing your leggings. But we also have um, put a lot of uh, thought into the pants for exactly what you need, but no more than what you need. So the pants have a natural waist, so they'll fit a lot of women. We have a stretch panel on the inside thigh that gives in the thigh area, which I know a lot of women will be happy about. We also have zippers on the outer thigh that if you open them, you'll get a half inch more space out of the fabric. And belt loops all the way across the belt um, in the waistband. And on the inside, we have the elastic with the button draw so you can pull this and cinch the waist tighter if you needed to go up a size for your thighs or your hips and your waist is smaller, you can cinch it in really, really well. So um, we're just real excited to offer them in Bottomlands. They have reinforced knees, they have a cargo pocket, and deep front pockets. Awesome. Well, we'll do a video on that so people sure. can kind of see it, and we'll put that on the website with this episode so people can check that out. Okay. And uh, so what do you got? What, what are you looking forward in 2020? What's going on? We got three turkey hunts planned this year for Eastern and Rio. We're hoping to sell those out at the show. We have a few spots left in Georgia. Um, We have a turkey hunt in Kansas and a turkey hunt in northern Missouri. And all of them are hosted by wonderful staff members. So if you want to come turkey hunting, we got you covered there. Um, Our biggest adventure this year, for the first time, we're taking a group of ladies to Africa in May. I'll be leading that trip, and we're going to hunt with Cheetah Safaris, who's our official endorsed outfitter in South Africa. So we're very excited about that trip. Um, of course, our elk hunts are sold out for the pack trip, but we are offering a ranch rifle elk hunt in Colorado along with an antelope hunt in Colorado this year. And those are both easier, less backcountry, less horseback. So I'm trying to entice some other women to try, mm-hmm. you know, western hunting without having to endure the horseback ride and camping in the backcountry because I know that's a different experience. Um, we have some fishing trips planned, bow fishing, and there's a great hog hut in Texas. Ooh, bow fishing. That's something I've always wanted to try. The Wisconsin is where the bow fishing okay. trip is, and is in May. And we have room for about four more ladies on that trip. All right. Did you do an ice fishing thing this year? We did. Year? We did an ice fishing trip, and uh, it was led by Sydney Hunter, and the girls had a great time. They caught a lot of fish. Awesome. That's all, That always makes it more fun when you catch <laughs> right. a lot of fish. Well, great. I'm looking forward to see how the weekend or the the conference goes with the the new gear and uh, 
and look forward to 2020. Awesome. Glad you could come by. Me too. Thanks. Thank you. All right, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed those conversations. And don't forget to go get signed up for our Insider Weekly Newsletter if you're not already. Just head on over to podcast.thewomanangler.com slash insider. You'll get access to all that great content and the contests and giveaways and all the bonuses. Thanks for being a loyal listener of The Woman Angler and Adventure. We really appreciate your support. See you next time.